What up, everybody? It is 10 a.m. in the District of Columbia. You're listening to B. Mitch and Finley. I've made it back to the DMV, holding it down in the Navy Yard Studios. B. Mitch, one more day in Vegas. Good morning, Brian. How do we do? What up, Jay? Uh, I'm good, man. I got home, flew home, got a little sleep. I was in bed by 10 o'clock. Feeling all right. How are you, dude? I am great. I wasn't in bed by 10 o'clock. Uh, I'm feeling great, though. I think I w- got in about 2.45. Sounds about right. Uh, it was very, very interesting. The party was fun last night, though. So let's let's let everybody know what you got into last night. I know there was the NFLPA party. Yep. Um, I saw a picture of you with Daryl Green and Joe Theismann. Yep. Take, all right, so I said goodbye to you. Probably about noon, right? Like, we were both walking back. You were getting hounded for autographs. I had to get to the airport. Um, What happened to you from noon until now? Uh, So, I went back to the room, and I got me a nap. Smart. About an hour and a half. And then Bees came in before he had to go start getting his stuff ready for the airport. And we had a couple drinks, and then... Uh, Ahmed and I ended up going over to the PA party. We got we left here like seven. Where was that? It was over at the Aria in the uh, convention center. Okay, the Aria. cool. Uh, Aria is a good spot. Like this year, it was a ton of uh, athletes there. You know, uh, I'm gonna just say this: Bryce Young is not five ten and a half. He's probably shorter. He's shorter than me, <laughs> and he's tiny. Uh, Lamar Jackson is probably one of the coolest dudes you ever meet in your life. Michael Vick still looked like he could throw a football 700 yards. I saw him <laughs> on Radio Row. Yeah. Uh, Eric Martin. I mean, not Eric Martin. Curtis Martin. I ran to Curtis last night. And then I, I took a picture with, with uh, my twin, JP. Eddie? So people got a chance to see last night that we, we are not the same people. He's what, four <laughs> inches taller than you? Four? Five or six. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it was fun, man. It, that, that, it, was, it was a ton of guys in what, there, man. Was, was that? The rowdy one or kind of the more upscale no, one? No, that's the upscale one. Okay. Goodell, Roger Goodell was at the party last oh, night. Oh, cool. Did you talk you to know? him? Yeah, he and Lloyd Howell, you know, you can see they have a mindset of trying to work together better than just fighting all the time. Yeah. Now, yeah. you should try to see if we can get Goodell on the on the show, B. Uh, Goodell talked to you a minute, and then all of a sudden he starts moving. And he talked to somebody else a minute, he starts moving. I, I didn't see him anymore after I left out of the VIP area. Yeah. I never saw him again. Um, all right, so that if that's the upscale PA party, I've been to it with you before. That joint it was, ends like 11-ish, 10-ish? Well, it, it went a little longer last night. And you remember doing uh, COVID, D-Nice, the DJ? He was the guy that kind of got people through it. He was actually DJing last night, and it was uh, he, he, he was dropping the beat stuff. Um, all right, so where did you go from there then? Because you said 2.45. Let's say you're at the PA party till midnight. Well, we left there. Um, back to Hazel? Back to the hotel, and we ended up going to Rhythm and Riff. It's in this hotel, but they had a live band going. At Aria or back at? At, at Mandalay Bay. Okay. Then they took over. I mean, they had like, a DJ came in and took over, and the drinks were flowing. Were you dancing? Uh, no, I didn't dance. Was Ahmet dancing? Now, Ahmet left me, so I was there about an hour and a half to two hours longer than Ahmet. Oh, boy. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh. So I walked in, I was like, listen, I have to get up. So this morning, my my phone alarm went off about four times. The radio in the room started going off. The phone was ringing. I had everything. I was like, I'm going to be on time. 
it's smart. Um, I imagine you're a little, little sleepy, but you'll get some rest. Now, you go home tomorrow, right? Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, I'm going to go to the Commanders thing tonight, uh, today, 5 to 8. and then Okay. I think we may end up going to the Maxim party. And the, yeah, that's party. my boy Nico, I think, is going to yeah. hopefully set that up. Okay, yeah. good. Um, Nico's a great dude. That's who got us the Sphere tickets. Um, yep. So... What is the scene like at Radio Row today? I imagine things are, are really going to be cooking in there today, the Friday before Super Bowl. I mean, yesterday, walking around, I saw Dion, I saw T.O. Yep. Today, I, I imagine it's, it's everybody that everybody that's in Vegas that has to do some appearances, today's the day. The actual look right now, JP, is that everybody was out with me last night. <laughs> it's Like, you remember we got here early yesterday, and it, it, was, a, it was already, like, moving. There are not many. It looks like when we got here Tuesday. Really? Yeah, it, it's dead right now. And I don't know if uh, people are just, you know, having other plans. <laughs> but it doesn't look like it did yesterday. That's interesting. I would I would expect. I mean, now it's quite early in Vegas right now, right? Yeah, but yesterday at this time, before, right when we were starting, this place was packed, man. Yeah, you're right. So um, what I'm going to do, I'm going I'm to get a video and I'm going to send it to you. I would say... There's no more than nine or ten shows going on right now. Hmm. I wonder if, if people packed up. Um, well, I see, like, equipment. I just don't see people. Interesting. Are they just uh, late? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, it's, it, I was talking to CK about this this morning, that while it's still called Radio Row, uh-huh. I feel like less and less of the shows and booths and setups are actual radio shows. You know what I mean? Like, for us, between us and, like, because it was me, you, Grant, Hoffman out there, right? Yeah. So, you had three actual radio shows on an actual radio station. But yep. you, you Now, behind us was the was the, um, the Columbus, Ohio station. So, that was an actual one. But more and more, you walk around there, it's all, like, podcasts, putting stuff on YouTube. And I, I just thought it was kind of interesting. But I'm looking at like a lot of the radio people I've seen for years, though, that are here this morning and uh, doing stuff. But but everything else, just people, I don't know. This this morning is different. When I was walking here, I'm like, what the hell? Nobody up? <laughs> that's that's interesting. Good luck staying up, B. Um, Man, I got you. I'm good. What was the uh, what was the vibe last night? At the PA party, because I obviously you're talking to players from all over the league, probably Vita guests, coaches, agents, all that stuff. Um, what were people saying about the commander's hires? Well, a lot of people love it. I mean, most people love it. Everybody was coming to me and asking me what I thought, and then I'll tell them how I felt about it. And then they agreed for the most part. You know, the whole thing is I think in our town we've had so many bad times that we don't trust much at all. And it's hard for us to go on thinking about, you know, new things when it was 20-plus years of the badness. And I think right now what people understand, they're, they're talking about Dan Quinn, as everyone has talked about him, by being a leader, being a motivator, a guy can go out there and get guys to play up to their ability. Uh, that is what I'm more impressed with because I don't believe that coaches in the past have gotten people to play all the way up to their ability. You know, I, be, I think that it was too many times that they allowed guys to just be. They didn't have whole people accountable. I believe that's going to change, and just having that, it gives me hope that things are going to change up and we're going to see a lot more good stuff going on than bad things.
Well, I mean, you've talked about the accountability factor for, for some time now, and I don't yeah. think that's changing for you. And, and I think you can pretty clearly see some, some examples of it, whether it was subpar play or um, stuff that should or shouldn't have happened, on you know, like on the <laughs> field or off the field. And ideally that, that kind of stuff will change now. Um, I, for me, the, the big difference having – seen a little bit of this stuff is just how with with Quinn there's just like this ball of energy that just yeah. feels different about everything and that doesn't mean good or bad um I mean because you could be energetic you know who had who seemed like a really energetic guy was Brandon Staley you know like <laughs> energy doesn't necessarily mean it's just he had a lot of energy his brain just didn't work very right well. right yeah. right right I think we talked about this some yesterday. I really like the Brian Johnson hire of, of all the, not to say of all the hires because he's not the most important guy in the room. Um, I, I firmly think the best, most important hire was Adam Peters, frankly. Yeah. Um, just well, to, to, everybody absolutely loved that move. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I, <laughs> this is a true wait and see. We're not going to know till we, Probably like get to Halloween, but last night was last night was uh, NFL honors. I don't know if you saw anybody that had come or gone to that. Be I, I think they don't show it until Saturday yeah, I, night. Uh, uh, Tory, I think, had gone to it before he came to the other party. Cool. Um, I, I went to it one year and it was a lot of fun. Um, but I kind of snuck in during, like I didn't mean to sneak in i was just walking around and some <laughs> some lady grabbed me and then i became a seat filler so i was ah. just like walking around when people got up i had to go sit in their seats <laughs> um so I, I wanted to run through some of the the winners uh kevin stefanski with cleveland won coach of the year um i think he should have dude i mean considering All the quarterback the, situation quarterback running back they had a lot of issues and they still were there at the end absolutely yeah um Undoubtedly deserves C.J. Stroud, Offensive Rookie of the Year. Yes. You agree with that one? 100%. Um, Defensive Rookie of the Year, I think Will Anderson's impact is probably a little greater than his sack total. Will Mm -hmm. Anderson of the Texans won Defensive Rookie of the Year. Think about that, though. Rookie of the Year, your quarterback, and the defensive player of the year is your your outside linebacker. That's hitting it right there. Um. Dude, I mean, if you're Houston and the season went so well, you wonder when you have both rookie of the year, offensive and defensive, uh-huh. shows you did something right. Yes, indeed. And I don't know. It's pretty damn impressive. <laughs> yeah, totally. um, no surprise here. Lamar Jackson won MVP. I think well What I am well surprised deserved. about, he got 49 first place votes. Some guy gave Josh Allen one of the first place votes. That's some BS. Eh. I mean, maybe that dude was from Buffalo. I, <laughs> well, I, I, like I said, it's a BS. If he won 49 out of 50, I think that's pretty damn good. It's good, but Josh didn't have a Hall of, I mean, uh, uh, MVP year. Yeah. By no stretch of the imagination. I don't know why you don't like Josh Allen so much. but I'm No, I don't, I don't dislike Josh Allen. I'm just saying. I think you kind of dislike him. Did you think he had an MVP type season? Not ahead of Lamar. That's what I'm saying. But So, I think my thing with Josh is that 
he gets a lot more hype than his play consistently supposedly gets. He makes a lot of bonehead mistakes as a player with all that talent. I think the MVP award this year was so obviously Lamar that somebody doing that is like he's yeah, yeah, maybe. <laughs> I, I think if if anybody was going to get a first place vote that wasn't Lamar, probably should have been McCaffrey. That's and I, when I when they told me he didn't get play, I thought someone had given it to him. And when they told me it was Josh, I could not believe it because Christian did have a damn good year. I just wonder. The only thing I could think of is when you have to vote because I know it's a regular season award, and there was a until it became a talk. It's kind of Lamar kind of handled it. A, if you remember, there became a talking point that Lamar's passing numbers were just so much behind, like, the top five in the league. And maybe somebody voted then because the next game, when that became a topic, Lamar threw for five touchdowns against the Dolphins. Yeah. Um, like, the thing, when you look at MVP, it has to be more about the impact that the guy has in the overall game uh, because Lamar is not going to have the four or 5,000 yards passing. But when he can back it up with a lot of damn uh, running yards and impactful touchdown that makes up for the lack of passing yards yeah i think um there was a time where like dak was in the conversation the only yeah even if dak had gotten the vote i'd have been happier the only thing i think is crazy is i honestly think the i don't know if i don't know if i'm prepared to go all the way to the finish line with this take I think the player that might be most important to his team, uh-huh. certainly in the non-quarterback division, but maybe in the all-players thing, is Tyreek. Hell yeah. Like, what Tyreek brings is so unique and different and better than – I. like, if you take Lamar off the Ravens, last year they still got – I mean, Lamar missed, what, the last six games or something? Yeah. And Huntley was able to come in. Like, you take Tyreek off the Dolphins, I don't know what they got. Like, it, it looks dramatically different. And, and you look at that that right there. Uh, receiver with an amazing year, amazing uh, yards and things of that nature, they immediately look at the quarterback. Because, you know, Tyreek had a lot of numbers. But if they keep going and he has even more numbers, Tua has more numbers. And the way they spread around, they normally would lean towards that quarterback. I just think that they have to open up the, the awards to make it to where – guys are going to be competing against people of their position. Because right now, the, the MVP is a quarterback award, point blank. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah. I mean, I, who's the last – I think it might be Adrian Peterson is the last non-quarterback to win it. It's been a long time. Um, comeback player of the year, I think everybody kind of thought it was going to be DeMar Hamlin. Um, Obviously, what he overcame is incredible. Yeah, if he had played and been had some impact, I think right. he wins it hands down. But Joe, it was Joe Flacco won it, right? Yeah. So when you look at the things Joe did, he started playing in week thirteen. He had thirteen touchdowns. <laughs> so and with five weeks, thirteen touchdowns, uh, and and the way that they were able to continue rolling and get into the playoffs, I can see. But like I said, quarterbacks, things are kind of they leans towards them more than to do any other position. Um, do you think at all, like, another kind of playoff dud loss for Lamar will start to impact how people view him, even though he's won two MVPs uh, it's, now? 
It's going to. You know, people look at that fact like, you know, you have to go and win the big one and get into the playoffs and things like that. If you keep having one week here, uh, one game here, you win a game and you lose the next one, you don't make it to the, the championship game and get to the playoffs and, I mean, to the Super Bowl, people are going to start to uh, knock him. Uh, that That's understandable. But you can't knock the fact that he played it. But the thing, like, I know how we look at quarterbacks, but it's not just a quarterback that lose games. You know, if uh, – what's the little kid number four, uh, his receiver? If he don't Flowers, fumble yeah. that yeah, – if he don't fumble that ball there, that game probably has a different outcome or a different change. It would change a would have bit. felt different for sure. Yeah, and I think right now, you know, when you look at – like, hell, uh, Jim Kelly went to four Super Bowls in a row. He doesn't get the love that a lot of other quarterbacks get. <laughs> right. And a, lot of, and a lot of them didn't play in four Super Bowls. Right. I mean, dude, even Marino. Exactly. Um, and I think Marino's one of the best. I, I think Marino's the best ever to not win one. Yeah, he's um, one of the best pure passes you're going to see. Totally. And that release is, is uh, just unbelievable. From ear to you in no time. Right. Um, obviously, we haven't talked about the most important award that was uh, given out last night. And you want to make sure you pay the, the proper amount of respect <sighs> to something that carries this level of importance. Um, Tommy DeVito won the Bud Light Selly of the year. So, so congratulations. <laughs> did to, Tommy win or did his agent win it? Which one? <laughs> I, I don't even know. I don't even know what the Bud Light Selly is. I have never heard of it. Um, but Tommy DeVito won it, so congratulations. I think the NFL just, like, are the Giants actually going to, like, the is Tommy DeVito part of their plan up there? Because clearly everybody loves the story of the Jersey kid, back in Jersey, whatever you want to say. It's an underdog story. And, and I think American folklore, we love underdog stories. I, I think New York does. I think New York loves celebrating something from New York. And New York's so hey, all, man, Rudy, all powerful. Rudy was up there in Notre Dame. That's not New York. We love underdog stories. Do love Rudy. 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 <laughs> I'm trying to find video of the Bud Light Selly of the year. As of, as of, currently, I am unaware of of what the hell he did. The maybe <laughs> was it a Sunday night or a Monday night game? They they came back and won. Um, uh, uh, maybe when he did the like paisan thing, like that Italian hand motion. Yeah, I I, I didn't follow a lot of Tommy DeVito. <laughs> that makes two of us. Um, <laughs> All right, we are just getting things going. We got a packed Friday show for you. Um, I guess we'll do Ask B. Mitch today. I think that will be fun. You're going to hear from Jamal Lewis. Uh, Governor Wes Moore is going to join us with his Super Bowl pick. Don't go anywhere. It's B. Mitch and Finley. Hey, it's Brian Mitchell here. Happy Super Bowl to all who celebrate from FanDuel, America's number one sports book. If you're like me, Super Bowl Sunday is all about scoring the best seat on the couch, grabbing your favorite football snacks, and placing some super bets. If you want to place any bet right there, you go out and you just say Christian McCaffrey. The guy's going to catch the ball, run the ball. You can find a total yardage for him, and damn sure the anytime touchdown bet will get you some money. FanDuel has so many ways for you to end the season with a W or two or three. Not only can you bet on who will win the Super Bowl, but FanDuel also has bets for which players will score a touchdown, how many points will be scored, and so much more. New customers join today, and you'll get $200 in bonus bets if your first bet of $5 or more wins. Just visit FanDuel.com slash Brian to sign up. That's FanDuel.com slash Brian. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sportsbook partner of the NFL. 
FanDuel Sportsbook with the official partner, 1067 The Fan. You have to be 21 years old, the president of Virginia. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued as a non-redrawable bonus bet that expires seven days after receipt. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. That's a banger right there. B. Mitch and Finley, 1067 The Fan. Uh, we got ESPN on here in the studio, and I guess their set is outside the Mandalay Bay, B. And I'm watching Stephen A. right now. Is it still cold out there? Oh, yeah. Dude, they look. It is that. <laughs> yeah. Like, they, so they're outside, and they have Cam Newton there. When we saw Cam walking around the other day, and then we, we remember we spoke at dinner with some folks that have kind of worked with him in the past. Yeah. I, Cam's an interesting dude, man. I don't I don't know what. He's an interesting fellow, as they say. Uh, he's a big guy. I mean, he yeah. is a legit unit, but I, I, I don't know, man. I just, uh, <laughs> I, <laughs> I don't know what that guy's got going on. He's got his own language, basically speaking hieroglyphics. Um, the question they're debating right now, I mean, I, we need to kind of get into the Super Bowl at some point. Now is, now is the time because the yeah. game is on Sunday. Yeah, we can't wait till Monday to talk about it. You have been... I don't know if high is the right word, but you like Brock Purdy a lot. And a lot of people, the conversation is, oh, can you actually trust Brock Purdy in the Super Bowl? I don't know that that's a concern for you. No, it isn't. I think that the whole thing about it is people are conditioned to look at where someone is drafted and they judge them based off of that. I think if you look at Brock Purdy being the last person to be drafted uh, in a draft and the way he's played, and I know people go, well, they don't ask him to do a lot. Really, no quarterback is asked to do everything. They ask to go out there and manage the game and make the proper read and play. That's all he does. <laughs> so as we watch him in the first three to four games, the guy kept saying, after four games, we'll know. And then the guy kept producing. He got hurt. He came back. He produced. Now we got to start looking at him as a starting quarterback in the league and stop looking at him, looking at him as Mr. Irrelevant. You know, so I think – if he was a first-round pick, we would be praising him. But the fact that he was a guy drafted last in the seventh round, we can't seem to give him the love that he deserves. Yeah, it is interesting. I um, I don't know where I land on the Purdy list because, I mean, you know me, I, I always like to look at the numbers. I feel like the numbers can tell you the story. But then with Brock watching him, he always seems to make a really big, really important play. When I was out there, I was at one of his media availabilities, and it was just a zoo around him. I mean, it was – he's talking at a desk, and there were easily 100 people trying to cram into the desk, trying to ask him questions. Uh-huh. And what he just kept talking about was, I just got to be myself. I got to just stay my authentic person and, you know, let the chips fall where they may. He's a very devout fella. He's a, a devout Christian. Um, I'm not sure, like, what branch or whatever, but uh, I think his faith plays a, a huge role in keeping him grounded. But, so, Brian, like, the numbers. Now, if you want to knock Brock that it's not a ton of yardage, it's not a ton of passing attempts, that's fair. But when you run the ball as well as that team does, ideally you don't have a ton of yardage and passing attempts. But, but look at it, though, Jay. If you have an offense that has a running game and you don't have to throw the ball 40 times a game, why should you? See, we, we are in an in a era where 
fantasy football, and we just talk about the passing yards of a person. I want my quarterback to be very good at what we do. And if you look at how quick that dude makes decisions, you know, he's Joe Montana-esque as far as him making decisions. He's, like I always talk about quarterbacks throwing the ball to people or spots. He throws the ball to spots. He throws guys open. He throws them low and away. He's not the biggest arm. He's not the most popular player. But you don't see him trying to run the football out there and trying to do stupid stuff. He makes way more quick decisions than half of the guys who we praise. I look at him like Brock Purdy was basically, mm, let's say you got that Ford Fiesta. Somebody gave you a car. That's who he was. All the other guys were Ferraris. Well, Brock Purdy's still playing. That Ferrari, they've been been beat by that Ford Fiesta. So I would have to, I think you give him more credit in that sense. B, you're comparing the guy to a Ford Fiesta. Is that really giving him credit? What I'm saying, if the Ford Fiesta keeps winning, who's the best? Ford Fiesta's a tough cop. Um, <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> because we look at him like that because he was I got to Google what the hell a Ford Fiesta is. Yeah, Fiesta, Festival, whatever the hell it was. But the whole thing is, I just think that we are stuck on where he was drafted and not on what he's been doing. I agree with you. I, I do think there's there's some real merit to what you're saying. However, a Ford Fiesta is like a two-door hatchback, tiny-ass little car that has been discontinued. Let me ask you a question. I think you need a new car reference. Uh, well, like I if just, those are Ferraris, I, what, what maybe Purdy is like a, a Mitsubishi Eclipse. They still okay. make those joints? But I just wanted to take a thing where if I give you a Ferrari right now that don't have a damn engine in it, how good – where are you going? Nowhere, right? Yeah, that's fair. So what I'm trying to say is even as being – as bad as we give him we, – we, as bad as we try to make him, he still produces at a high level. You know, and if that four fest, if that four fiesta gets you back and forth to work or get you out on dates over and over again, that's cool. But if you got that nice Ferrari with no engine, you're not going a damn place. What are you gonna do? Sit there, and go, you know, act like you're moving. I'm just saying the guy has been productive, and he deserves that credit. Um, I still think in this game, I'm going with Pat Mahomes. <laughs> <laughs> it's hard not to. Because that dude is a magician. I am going to drop a screenshot of the car you just compared Birdie to in the in the thread. No, it's not the comparing <laughs> him to it. I'm just trying to make the the look because, like you know, I know what you're we saying. We are in a day and age where everything is about oh the shiny, shiny this that. No, I go with something that's going to be you know uh, something that I, I could count on, depend on. Well, dude, you know, I, depend, I, dependability to me is way more uh, important than just how something looks. I, uh, it, it's been pointed out to me that I did compare Dan Quinn to a reliable minivan when the <laughs> commanders made that hire. So maybe comparing things to cars. Levin, what do you think of that car I just dropped in the uh, text thread there? That car sucks. Yeah. <laughs> Have you looked at it, B? I'm going to look at a few right here. Jeff, would you drive that car? Hey, it's, 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 hey, it's not a good-looking car. <laughs> From point A to point B. But if you – I know Jeff agree with me. You know, Jeff, you were driving – what was that car you were driving, the last one you had? That, that Grand Marquis, baby. Grand Marquis, <laughs> come on, in 2024. I mean, 2023. Hey, it's so, reliable. Bam. There you go. It's reliable, point A to point B. Society now cares more about what some something looks like and what people think rather than this is a damn reliable, dependable object.
Um, all right, so we're comparing Brock Purdy to a Ford Festiva. Um, dude, yeah, it gets you to work every day. B, here's, <laughs> here's all I'll say is the numbers matter to me. Okay. Purdy, in his career now, in 21 starts, so more than a full season, um, completed 69% of his passes, 44 touchdowns against only 15 picks. His, his QBR this past year was 73 Mm-hmm. 73% chance he's giving his team to win the game. Remember, we wanted Sam to beat a 47 and a 29. We were hoping he'd get to 50. Yeah. So, like, the numbers basically, fought, I mean, uh, basically agrees with what I'm saying about the dude. Yeah. The dude makes plays, bro. He just, he does. And, hell, I, I, don't, I don't mind. I, I like guys that come from. Smaller universities or be drafted later that go out there and produce it. It shows you you don't have to be a first rounder to produce. Well, you got to be a guy who's willing to work. Well, and now you've got, you know, Kyle said the stories emerged that Kyle said during that first training camp that he's like, mm-hmm. yo, Purdy's the best thing we got. Um, Matt Rule, who's now coaching Nebraska, and you never know, especially if college coaches are just trying to get some, some good pub. But Rule said he wanted the Panthers to draft Purdy and got overruled. Listen, man. If he wins, if the Niners win this weekend, whether he is a facilitator, a manager, makes some huge plays, whether he's the damn MVP, the conversation and his life will change forever. Hell you, yeah. you know what's kind of interesting, Brian? Hell, if he don't win, I mean, the, the fact that they're in the Super Bowl, and you look at the games that they lost, it ain't, it's not, not necessarily him. They get people hurt sometimes. Their secondary was porous at, at certain games. In the last uh, two weeks, that the, the two weeks that they won in the playoffs, it wasn't Brock Purdy out there letting people score that many points early on. Well, here's one thing I think is going to happen no matter what this weekend. People are going to – whatever quarterback wins, there's going to be comparisons to Brady, whether there should be or not. But if Mahomes wins this weekend, all of a sudden he's got three and he's only 28. Yep. And I don't know that seven's in play, but if you get to three, there's only two or three people ahead of you, right? Montana, Bradshaw, Brady, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, and if Purdy wins, I I would certainly think he would be the quarterback. I, I mean, he might be the only quarterback drafted after Brady was to win a Super Bowl. I don't mm-hmm. know that. I'd have to research it, but. I can't think of a whole lot of seventh rounders. Maybe Otto Graham or something, but he was probably one one. Hey man, stop talking about my buddies I hung out with, bro. Love me some Otto. <laughs> uh, <laughs> all right. Um, I had an interesting conversation with a Chiefs coach about Brian Mitchell, not the one you're thinking of. We'll play that when we return. Right now, I got to tell you about ESPN Bet. ESPN Bet is now live in the DMV as the official sports book of ESPN. ESPN Bet is the only place to find daily exclusives and offers with your favorite ESPN personalities and shows. Sign up today and new users get 100 bucks in bonus bets for making any sportsbook bet. Find all your favorite markets and bets like in-game wagering, cross-sport parlays, teasers, and all the props you can handle. That's ESPN Bet. Download today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present within the state of Maryland or Virginia to participate. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See the app for details. Finley 1067, the fan. White Mike walking around. It's, it's very interesting being back in the studio. It feels very calm here. 
I can't tell if it's just this is what it normally feels like, and I've been in Vegas at Radio Row for a couple days, and so I'm reacclimating, or if Landfill and Jeff have gotten less sleep than me and B Mitch the last couple of days, because it, <laughs> it, it seems like. Maybe Jeff Stone. I don't know. It seems very calm in here. Jeff, are you all right? <laughs> you have a show last night? Yes, I had a show last all night. All right. That's that that settles one. Landini, no sleep last night? No red wine or coke? I slept great last night. All right. Landfill seems Jeff Landfill's voice sounds the same. Jeff sounds like he's hurting. Jeff sounds worse than I do. I think Jeff might sound worse than I have all week. Look nah, I don't sound that bad. <laughs> He was, I he had was pretty one, bad the other day. One <laughs> Wednesday morning was tough. But beyond that, I've been all right. Um, I wanted to play something real quick. Uh, we did a story on NBC4 on um, Andy Heck. Uh, B, do you remember Mr. Heck? Yeah. Yep. So Andy Heck is the Chiefs offensive line coach. Um, and Andy Heck grew up here in D.C. Um, mm-hmm. He went to W.T. Woodson High School. Where is W.T. Woodson High School? Fairfax? Anybody? I can't tell you exactly. Mikey? You know, all, all those little towns pop up. Uh, Fairfax. W.T. Woodson. Is it on Main Street in Fairfax? All right. There you have it. Um, right there close to Captain Pales, I think it is. Oh, all right. So that's right by Oarsman Fairfax Toyota. That must be that high school I drive by. Okay. Um, that makes a lot of sense. So this dude, Andy Heck, went to Woodson. Then he went to Notre Dame. He was a first-round pick. Now he is coaching the Kansas City Chiefs offensive line. As a player, though, as a player, playoffs, he had a long career, which included some time with the Washington Redskins. Uh, On the Washington Redskins, Heck was teammates with Brian Mitchell. Thought this was kind of cool. What do you remember about Brian Mitchell when you played with him? Uh... I was a big fan of his before I ever got there, and an even bigger fan once I got around him. He's an absolute warrior. Uh, one of the greatest competitors I've ever been around. Uh, fun guy, but deadly serious about his craft. And uh, uh, played the game away it should be played. What do you think, B? Sound about right? I like that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's what... I, I approached the game the way I wanted people to see that I cared. I, I like having fun, but I damn sure when I went to work, I went to work. And I think uh, just hearing that, you know, it's like you were trying to get the uh, love and the uh, attention of the veteran players and the other players around you, and I tried to do that as best as I could. Well, I think you did a good job, clearly. Yep. A lot of folks uh, ha- have a lot to say about it um i think uh i, I think it's going to be fun watching this kind of go on sunday we andy heck i wanted to play that there's a full package on the nbc4 website if you want to watch it it's just kind of a cool story sonny jurgensen interviewed him when he joined the skins because he was a local kid mm-hmm. george michael honored him on his golden 11 team in 1986 or something just seeing that old footage is kind of cool um Oh, how about this breaking news here? Bill O'Brien going to become the next coach at Boston College. Penn Jeez. State, Houston, that Bill O'Brien. Good luck. Uh, okay. Yeah, good luck with that. Uh, B, a lot of people via Twitter want me to let you know that they think a, a Honda Accord is the better fit the I, better I go, hey, for Purdy. It, that works. That works. I just, wanted, I just wanted to take, like, 
something that people don't respect at all and just show you that it can be dependable and reliable. So uh, I, I'll go to Honda Accord because Honda Accord stay around forever. I am looking forward to something here. I was texting uh, Maryland Governor Wes Moore is going to join us at 1130. Coming up next, we got to talk with another famous Raven, um, Jamal Lewis. B, you sat down with Jamal, and yeah. we're going to run that interview next. But I, I did it, – it's my understanding that uh, Governor Moore – isn't that high on Purdy. So I think that could be a pretty interesting conversation um, <laughs> because I, I can understand why. But, dude, when we watched – I've watched him in person now, and then I got to listen to him talk. Like, what's funny is I posted a picture of him because when you see Purdy, he looks like so – Like he's a high schooler. Totally, dude. He looks so young. And I posted a picture of him, and shout out to my boy Pat Mitchell – in my picture of Purdy, I was like, man, this dude looks like he's 15. And my boy mm-hmm. Mitch responded to me on Instagram. He said, that's what you looked like when you were 15. <laughs> um, and I can kind of see it, but I do have bigger ears, certainly. Yeah. But this only continues the trend of – now, I, I don't know what this means for Purdy, but uh, I get people say I look like a lot of these quarterbacks. Colt, Colt McCoy, Mac Jones. Purdy has a chance to surpass – the quarterbacks I've been told I look like, I would say. Oh, yeah. In a major for, way. For sure. <laughs> when we come back, Jamal Lewis joins the program.